0: even in a situation where you have a challenge, you can still create a way to be able to call your people. Welcome to the No Broke Months for Real Estate Agents podcast. Working as a real estate agent can be incredibly rewarding and fulfilling, but it can also be frustrating if you aren't making the money you deserve. So if you're ready to end the stressful cycle of working hard for no results... Then get started with a proven step-by-step system so that every month is no broke months. If you're looking for more listings and you would like a step-by-step approach of how to do it, I invite you to an upcoming five-day listing domination challenge where I'm gonna show you exactly how to take listings in today's market and how to do so without door knocking, cold calling or begging. You can register now to attend for free when you visit www.5daylistingchallenge.com. That's the number, 5daylistingchallenge.com. And again, that's www.5daylistingchallenge.com. See you online. Short-term ways to grow your real estate business. Dan Rochon of No Broke Months for Real Estate Agents talks about ways to grow your real estate business in the short term. Learn what activities you can do right now, and they'll make money today in this new episode of No Broke Months for Real Estate Agents. So then we talked about, okay, well, we need money today. We need short-term play. What different short-term ways could we get business from? Open houses. All right, I'm writing down. Open houses. How else? My favorite, FISBOs. My favorite, FISBOs. How else? Networking event. Networking. Networking, I would consider that a long-term uh, adventure. Uh, if you're already doing networking, then sure, right? You should have had that in place, right? But networking is going to be an 18-month. Potentially Facebook ads. Facebook ads, I love it. Let's go back to networking real quick. What's the key ingredient to the sauce of networking? We're networking. And Don is a florist. Sydney's a mechanic. Mindy is an electrician. And Michelle is a airplane pilot. Which of those four relationships as a real estate agent? And we're all on a networking group, the five of us. And I'm the agent. Which of you ladies would be the one I would want to create a relationship with? Airline pilot, electrician, florist, mechanic. What'd you say, Don? Electrician and mechanic. A mechanic, okay. Mindy, what did you say? I was going to say electrician and possibly flores. Okay. I'm going electrician all day long. What would cause me to do electrician is the most likely of those four scenarios of what I'm going to be able to refer to. Okay. So in networking, step number one is who can I help, which is counterintuitive to some. For some of us, we approach a networking in a way of who can help me. And when you see those that network, I network, I'm a networker. I've been networking, you know, since almost day one. I started a and i chapter 15 years ago, was there yesterday morning. I've been there every Wednesday morning for 15 years. That's a long time to participate in a networking group. But when I see people coming into that networking group, the ones that almost always fail are the ones that go in it looking for what's in it for me. The ones that succeed are the ones to sit there and say, how can I help you? So let's sit there and say, could I help a mechanic, an airline pilot or a um, floor? Sure, maybe. But I know I can help an electrician or a painter or a carpet guy or gal or a mover, moving company that's who I know that I can help. And so that's where I'm going to create the relationships and networking. Now, there's an exception to this rule, which again, is another thing that I see many, many agents approach it, particularly new agents. Lenders and title people. I'm going to go create a relationship with this lender because they're going to help me get business. If that lender, I have probably three lenders right now that I can almost guarantee you and an insurance guy, because I know the insurance guy, we actually helped him. I got an insurance guy who has shop in a real estate brokerage, who makes his living off of relationships with lenders and real estate agents. When he wanted to buy a home, guess who he called? He called the guy that's referring him 20 times a year. So the only way that you're going to really make those relationships work, or if you're the gal or the guy for Scott, that's referring 20 times a year. Okay. So that's the lender title company insurance person. So just make sure we have clarity on that. Right. Because I so often hear agents think it's a great idea. It's like, I'm going to go have coffee with the lender. Like, dude, you're wasting your time. I mean, unless if you're just like looking to establish a relationship with somebody that's going to give a great service to your clients, which you should, but that's a different reason to meet with them. All right. So that's the piece about networking. Let's go back. So we got open houses for sale by owners, Facebook ads, networking. How else? Expired. Expired. How else? Thank you. Door knocking. Door knocking. How else? Cold calling. Who are we cold calling? Leave. Call this person leave. expires. Okay, so that's gonna be FISBO's expired, leads, or referrals. Okay, so all of those are either gonna be targeted or warm. So if you're looking at like cold calling, it's like cold knocking, like door knocking, off the time's gonna be more like cold door knocking. Right? Like that's now not always because you can identify them. Could be an expired, you could you could knock on the door. Right. So but again, it's like having a clarity on who we're talking to. We don't have to go cold. Instead, what we can do is we can go targeted or warm. So what's the difference between those? Targeted, 100% is going to be a FISBO. Warm would be an introduction to you. So when you can sit there and say, like, the difference between them, then now we start segmenting our people in categories so that we can make better decisions about how we spend our time. What is the call when the calls that we're making from leads that we get from lead generation? Is that not cold calling? They're either targeted or warm because there's no one that is in our database that hasn't at some point raised their hand. So when they raise their hand, they're identifying themselves and now they become targeted. Targeted. Okay. Yeah. Because if you're looking and there's a thousand people in a community, And you get 10 of those thousand people to raise their hand. Maybe they pull a credit check. And and we're actually going to be offering that within our sales team here relatively soon. I don't know if I can offer the CPI community or not, but I I bet you I can. And if I can, I'll offer that to the community once I get it worked out with my own sales team, right? Where you're identifying people who are pulling their credit. That's like a really, really great targeted prospect. But going back to Nichelle, like in my personal database, I got 15,000 people in my database. At some point, they were all either targeted or warm. Does that mean that they're targeted or warm now? I don't know. But I know every single week, they get an email with a video of me sharing with them educational marketing. How many people open that email? About 30%, pretty high. So it's about 5,000 people, a little bit less than that, that are are seeing it. It's not always the same 5,000. So I don't know is the answer to that, right? But fair enough. So, again, so we're looking at, like, how can we start categorizing our people? So for sale by owners, open houses, networking, Facebook ads, door knocking, expires, cold calling, how else can we get business? Asking for referrals from people we've worked with. Okay, past clients. Love it. How else? What's the easiest way to call a past client that you haven't talked to in two years? Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. I like that. Just call them and see what's up. I like that, too. Some of us aren't going to be comfortable doing that. Can we accept that? Been two years. All right. Don says yes. So at least one of us is like, hey, I'm not into it. Right. Mm-hmm. So what if we did this? What if we had a barbecue? Oh, you call them to invite them. Don, does that become easier of a call? Hey, I'm sorry. I haven't, uh, I haven't talked to you in a long period of time where Scott's going with the I'm sorry script I believe is I'm sorry I haven't done a great job of keeping in touch with you and that's completely on me I promise that moving forward that I'm going to continue staying in touch with you and I would just you know wanted just to reach out to you and just check in and see how you're doing so if Scott says yes that's what you're saying I would alter that a little bit which is not the same script as what I thought Scott was saying which is hey I'm sorry I haven't talked to you in a while I wouldn't even say I'm sorry but you could if you wanted to like I would just sit there and say hey Don I just want to reach out to you. I want to let you know I'm hosting a barbecue in two weeks to uh, celebrate the end of summer. And I know we haven't touched base in a while, but I was just wondering, you know, how have you been? Would you like to come by and get some burgers? Now, have I asked for business yet? No, uh-uh. Oh, by the way, doesn't matter what they say. How's the family been? How's the home? Everything doing okay? You still enjoying it? I'm curious. Are you, you know, is this your forever home? Have you thought about maybe moving out, whatever? And just casually enter into the conversation. Oh, here's another. Oh, by the way. So Doug, you know, I know, uh, I, you know, I'm really excited that you and Joe are going to come by, you know, a couple of weeks. Oh, by the way, who do you know that I should also invite to the party? Maybe somebody that's going to have a real estate need in the next year or so. Maybe somebody that's in the market to buy a home or sell a house or invest in real estate. Who comes to your mind, Don? And then now you're asking the referral question. It's basically, it's like you're taking these pieces and you're putting them together in a way that makes it easy. See, a lot of these real estate trainers, they'll teach you the script, but then they're not going to give you an easy way to do it. During the pandemic, I did a poker night once. And we went and we got this online portal and I reached out to a bunch of, it just had to be guy friends. I mean, it wasn't, you know, women friends would be fine as well. It just happened, it was just a bunch of guys. And we had maybe 40 people showed up and we just played poker, right? Like online during poker. During the pandemic? Yeah, during the pandemic. That's awesome. I can't host the barbecue, so I got to get in front of my people somewhere or another. We also did during the pandemic. We had, a, uh, we had two events during the pandemic. One that we did, what was it? Mask for a Cause, where we had gotten vendors to donate money. And we went out to all of our people. We say, hey, listen, we're gathering money for homeless people to be able to provide them with face masks, sanitizer, and other products that they need ordinarily, like socks, feminine products, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then I went out and I got different vendors to be able to give. I remember we had like some Bose headsets or no, I think they're Dr. Dre Beats. We had like a DNA testing kit. We had all these cool prizes. I got people to donate. And then I went to my database and say, hey, listen, would you like to enter into the drawing on next Tuesday? All you have to do is call in. They would call in. Of course, we're going to find out their real estate needs. And then they enter into the drawing for the Dr. Gray Beach headsets. And oh, by the way, we also would ask a request for them to make a donation. And we were able to raise a lot of funds for the homeless. And then the second time during the pandemic, we adopted three business owners. We adopted a massage therapist, a restaurant worker who was a waiter, unemployed, and then a Montessori school. I'm not sure. The Montessori school was one of our agents that was friends with them. And so we picked three different people who were unemployed at the beginning of the pandemic because they couldn't work because of the pandemic. And that was before PPP kicked in and all the EIDL and all that stuff kicked in. It was like when everybody was just sort of like, oh, crap, what's next? And so I was like early on and we adopted three business owners. Same sort of strategy. We got people to donate stuff. And I just reach out and say, hey, some of us are doing good and some of us aren't. If you're not doing good, hit me up. I'll see if I can help. If you're doing good and you're willing to help out, give me a call on Tuesday. And and then for everybody else, if you want to enter in and get a DNA testing kit or some headphones, come on in on Tuesday. Anyways, I'm digressing. So these are some ways, but I'm sharing this with you just to demonstrate to you like even in a situation where you have a challenge. You could still create a way to be able to call your people. Okay. And so the point being, even in the time that, Hey, we can't get face to face. Uh, we could do things online, but maybe I'm inspiring you to do something online. I had a student at the time. He did a whiskey tasting and I coached him through this. We set up a whiskey tasting. He hired a a bartender. I told him he should just not have hired somebody, but he did. He actually hired a bartender. He got all his friends together online and the. Bartender would sit there with a shaker and everybody would have their bourbon, and the bartender would teach them how to make drinks. And then they did a, uh, a bottle of Maker's Mark or something as a, uh, or Knob Creek or whatever as a prize to somebody. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that we can do, just staying in touch with our people. And then when reaching out to them to give them something, oh, by the way, who do you know It's in the market to buy a home, sell a house, or invest in real estate? And that would be second after you say, hey, how's the house? Checking out what their needs are. Hey there if you are a real estate agent and if you've been an agent for a second or more you realize that there's sometimes peaks and valleys in your income that at the least make you feel anxious and if you are looking to get rid of those peaks and valleys and you're seeking to have that consistent and predictable income and to specifically take listings in today's market when it's near impossible to get a buyer under contract, I invite you to a five-day listing domination challenge that I'll be hosting, where you'll discover your way, not mine, your way to take listings. And you'll be able to understand where to get seller leads who are ready to hire you right now in today's market and know how to get hired more often. I invite you to join us. It's a free five-day listing domination challenge. You can visit www. Dot five day listing challenge. That's the number five. www.fivedaylistingchallenge.com So go ahead and visit www.fivedaylistingchallenge challenge, and I'll see you online. Bye.